This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. All right, welcome to the Instant Reaction edition of the Peach Bowl Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins. Evan, what a game. Michigan State found a way to get that 11th victory. They came back. They looked dead in the water against a team playing with a third-string quarterback, but somehow managed to muster up 21 points in the final eight and a half minutes of the game. Yeah, and it was a fitting end to the season because, you know, Mel Tucker from day one preached chop life and keep chopping, keep chopping, don't give up. And if we are as a town ready to credit, you know, Dan Campbell for not having his players quit, boy, does Mel Tucker deserve that credit too because his players did not quit when everything was against them in that fourth quarter. Like you said, you got a third-string quarterback out there. who, I mean, he threw a touchdown pass. You got to give him credit. But when he wasn't doing that, boy, were they getting after that kid, huh? It was amazing. I mean, it it was weird because it felt like even though Nebraska – I mean, not Nebraska. Even though they were up, Pittsburgh were up 21-10, to 10, it was like, okay, but they can't move the ball. Their final touchdown came off of a scoop and score. The quarterback looked like a guy who had never taken a snap all season long. The defense did their job. They didn't let him come in there and just play lights out. Now, the problem was, offensively, Evan, I've seen so many drops. I don't think I've seen that many drop passes in a Michigan State game this year. It kind of reminded me of the Spartan team from the pandemic year where they couldn't get out their own way. It was it was a weird combination. Jalen Naylor, he's back. He hadn't played since the Michigan game, and it looked like he hadn't played since the Michigan game. He had that great, spectacular, twisting catch, but then they didn't get any points off of that, which was a common theme uh, of the game. MSU should have put that thing away early. Even the announcers were saying that, as awful as they were, but they were saying, you don't want momentum to get on the side of Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh bench was deflated. They kept getting down in the red zone, and it was like they would move backwards. They kicked the field goal. Missed the field goal. Missed the field goal. <laughs> and then after that, you, you could just tell that Tucker was like, yeah, we ain't kicking any more field goals. I don't trust my kicker. Maybe next year I will. But it, 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 was, it was a weird dynamic because even at 21-10, I knew the game wasn't in doubt if they could just get a touchdown. And, you know, I may or may not have cashed in when MSU was plus 400 on the money line when they were down 21 to 10. Well, but awesome. they did. 
That is awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was weird because, listen, we've seen Peyton Thorne struggle this year, but not like that. I mean, he was overthrowing guys. He had that one. Uh, Naylor had the guy just beat on the left-hand side, and he kind of underthrew that ball a little bit. It was almost like playing indoors, even though I know the roof was open, threw him for a loop a little bit at first. But then once the fourth quarter hit, it all of a sudden just clicked for him. And I'm like, why weren't they doing this the entire time? But you know what? You got to give a lot of credit to Pittsburgh's defense. I mean, that is still the ACC champ for a reason, right? Yeah, it is. And, and Michigan State went out there and finally just said, instead Enough. of because 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 what it looked like was everybody was trying to come up with the big play. Yep. Everybody was trying to score. You know, uh, it was like they're down twenty-one to ten, and everybody was trying to score a twenty-two point, I mean, a twelve-point touchdown. And like that's not in the game, folks. Take it one pass at a time. It took Thorn. Jeez, it took him a long time to settle down. I'll give Mel Tucker credit for this. I may have been tempted to pull him in the middle of the game because he just seemed off. And they talked about it in the post-game press conference that, you know, Thorne said, I I know I'm off, Coach. I'm not getting my feet set. And the coach was like, well, you know, that's where it all starts, son. You got to get your feet ready. You got to get your feet right before you can make your throws because he was overthrowing people, Mm -hmm. underthrowing people. Uh, He threw a pick. And then there was a couple times where he got away where he probably should have thrown a couple of more picks. But in the fourth quarter, he settled down, and they came back and won. Ironically enough, didn't even realize this at the end of the game, and it was said in the postgame press conference, MSU is the only team this season that has defeated two conference champions. And they had to come back from behind to beat them both. Do you want a, another stat about Michigan State being the only team to do this? Go ahead. There have now been – this comes from stats by stats. And there have now been 446 instances in the last 25 seasons where an FBS team was trailing by double digits entering the fourth quarter of a bowl game. Michigan State is the only one of those 446 to come back and win the game by double digits. <laughs> I mean, people can find stats wherever. And also, Rico, I want to take a moment and issue an apology to one Mr. Connor Hayward. Boy, did you go out and prove me wrong this season. From game one to game number 13, that touchdown catch you had, wow, unbelievable. I mean, right, Rico? I didn't think he – honestly, I didn't think he can jump that high. No. It was like, wait, what? Because as soon as the ball was thrown, I was like, and another incomplete pass. Wait, he just yep. caught that touchdown. Oh, my God. Okay. They're they're back in this game because that's all they needed was that one score. They kept getting down close. Well, and it was, and you what, saw. third and 15 because they did it again. They pushed themselves back. Right. It was like, guys, are you trying to lose this game? Pittsburgh doesn't have anything. They may have the Belitnikov winner on their side, the wide receiver, but he's got nobody throwing him the ball. Nobody. And once and once they scored, I'm like, okay, now you're back in this thing. I didn't even mind going for two, but I was like, can you please not jump off sides? You know the snap count. Man, they made that game so much more difficult than it needed to be. But they got it done. They got victory number 11. They won a New Year's Six Bowl game. They're the Peach Bowl champions. They get all the accolades. They get all the credit. But I will say this, man. 
I do want to credit the defense because, as I stated before, Pittsburgh put a, their third-string QB in the game. The first one opted out. The second one, he scored on a, on a costly turnover. I mean, not a cost. I mean, he scored on a touchdown, but that tur- that touchdown was so costly, separated his shoulder. Oh. And you knew at that point when his teammates went to congratulate him, and he was like, "No, no, no, don't touch me, don't touch me." Yeah, that they were going to be in for a long day. My biggest fear at that time was this guy was going to come in and, you know, light it up. Like, wow, he, he's going to pull a Jamie Foxx in any given Sunday and just <laughs> light up the scoreboard. But he didn't. He looked like a guy that hadn't taken a pass all year. And the defense kept bringing pressure. Brandon Wright may be somebody that Michigan State found. That's 26, former, right, that kept coming yeah, off the edge? Former running back. And he realized he was never going to play running back at Michigan State once Mel Tucker got there. And instead of transferring, said, hey, can I go on the other side of the ball? He's got the speed. He's bulked up some. And, yeah, he's he's that rush edge guy, whether you put him in, at uh, put his hand in the dirt at defensive end or he drops back into a linebacker. Yeah, he showed me a lot that they could build on. And, and, and you kind of see where, man, the guys that they got coming in next year in the transfer portal could really help this defense out. The other thing that you saw, speaking of transfer portal, Evan, man, how much did they miss Kenneth Walker? Oh, my My goodness. goodness. And, Rico, though, okay, so they <laughs> that, that defensive line for Pitt just ate up Michigan State's offensive line, and I feel so bad for Jordan Simmons because he was hitting the hole, but as soon as he was hitting that hole, so was a Pitt defender, and Boy, was he getting hit last night. Like, oh, my goodness, whether it was him or Collins. Now, I thought Joyner played well at the beginning of the game, but then we didn't see him much after. Do you know if he got hurt? No, he didn't get hurt. Maybe his pride. The thing about Joyner is for a kid that's 6'4", man, he tiptoes through the line. It's like he doesn't play like a kid who's 6'4", with force. He's not the guy that can just play with aggression. That was the problem. Okay, I can see that. I mean, I'm just I'm curious because it did seem like he was running a little bit in the in the start, but he played. It, it looked like he was running soft, Evan. It was really okay. no other way to put it. And then, I mean, oh, go ahead. No, he would he would he'd get it whether it was a run or whether he had the screen, and then somehow or another, you know, I guess we're just used to Kenneth Walker just taking it for 15, 20 yards. Yeah, we were. And lucky instead, yeah, you. This is why Kenneth Walker should have been in New York. That game proved it. You take him out of the equation, and it felt like pandemic Michigan State, that every possession was a struggle. Every possession, you're scratching your head saying, my goodness, what is, guys, why are you making it so difficult? When Kenneth Walker's in the game, the flea flickers work. When Kenneth Walker's in the game, a lot of things work a lot better. But he wasn't there, and you saw that he wasn't there, and it was difficult. That – Last yes, last night was the beginning of the Peyton Thorne era. Yeah. And Thorne is showing me he's still got a ways to go. He's not quite at that point where he could just take a game over and you know and you see the confidence. I, like I said, Tucker believes in him because if it were me, Russo probably would have gotten to the game, Evan. I agree. I would have yanked him too. Even my wife was saying, is it about time maybe you try somebody else here? And Because, I mean – Rico, it was bad there for a couple quarters. It was real bad. But then 
all of a sudden, Jaden Reed, boom, does what he's done all year and make huge plays. I mean, I think I saw something last night on Twitter where he made that same catch against Michigan, Penn State, and now Pitt at the end of the game to win it. Yeah, he did, and 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 they needed that man. And you know, Malik Carr looked like he was going to be something, especially in the beginning of the game. But then the interception, you know, Thorn underthrew the ball and it got picked. But if he puts some air on that ball, Carr scores. And I do wonder how much of that was the fact that Michigan State knew that Pittsburgh was down to their third string quarterback, and you didn't see a sense of urgency come over this team until the final nine minutes of the game, where they knew if we don't do something right here, right now. We're going to lose because I do wonder how much of that if they would have had just look, if if, if uh, Nick Patty had stayed in the game, maybe because they just looked like a different team on that first drive where Pittsburgh made the mistake and they start off on the two yard line and Michigan State then immediately scores and then they just went into hibernation. And then they just kind of slept walk through the game thinking we have this because they don't have the real quarterback out there. But, yeah, in the third quarter, I probably would have put in Russo. Mel Tucker didn't. He stuck with Peyton Thorne. Thorne finished with uh, 29 out of 50. He had one pick, three touchdowns, 354 yards. He did get sacked three times, but it it was all on him. And a little bit of I was wondering why is Jay Johnson sticking with the run game because the run game, let's face it, it, it wasn't working at all. I mean, Pittsburgh's defense said, if you're going to beat us, you got to beat us over the top. And Michigan State finished with 56 total yards. Think about that. Kenneth Walker had beat that on that one touchdown run against Michigan. And he <laughs> had 58. 56 total yards between three running backs. What it showed me was I don't think the running back for next year is on the team yet. At least it not the starter. Him. No, and, and, you know, on the offensive line – you saw Spencer Brown got the start at right tackle. He, mm-hmm. you know, he had a couple of false start penalties, but all in all, I think that he's something. I saw building blocks for next year, but man, I think Peyton Thorne's going to have really have to take this upon himself because I don't know if you're going to find another Kenneth Walker. The opportunity is there. You'd like to see for him to. You'd like to see him take over this team. The way uh, the, the the Purdue quarterback took over the game yesterday, oh, and how O'Connell's, he beat Michigan yeah. State, yeah, Aiden O'Connell. That's what you need out of Thorne, where people fear him. Like you, you saw Talia Tungavaloa in the Maryland game. You saw he took that game over as they just beat the crap out of their team. This thing was a little different. Thorne was still he was targeting throws. He was you know. He's benefiting a lot. Just the way that Kenneth Walker helped him out, the same as with Jaden Reed. A lot of those throws to any other receiver I don't think happens, but they they found a way to get it done. Um, but, man, it, it Evan, it, it was scary. Uh, not to be lost in there, Trey Mosley had a bunch of big catches to extend drives. Absolutely. And you know what? You know, and, and Thorne's not going to have to do it alone next year if, if Reed comes back going to have a very talented wide receiver room and you got to expect Malik Carr to get better at the tight end and you saw <clears throat> you saw what the future of Michigan State football could be but that's that's what I want to see out of Mel Tucker is how does he evolve based on the talent that he has and that's going to be interesting to see it is but uh hey they got the victory 
Tucker won a victory at 11. He got victory at number 11. Michigan State, and they get the whole offseason to kind of sit back and, and assess. And I don't think that they're done picking up guys out of the transfer portal, and they may even still be going after some late signee recruits. I don't think the class is finished, Evan. If anything, you may see another running back being added, and I could easily see a couple of running backs just opting out and hitting the portal because you saw what I saw. Let's just let's be real about it. I don't know. Now, as far as the guys coming back, Reed said that he's going to take some time to think about it. He's going to draw up the pros and cons. If it were me and I don't have any inside information, I think a lot of these guys come back. I think Reed comes back. I think Naylor, because of the injury, Naylor's going to be back. And honestly, I think Xavier Henderson probably going to be back next year on that defense playing safety. Reason being, fortunate, unfortunately, because he played on one of the worst pass defenses, that's going to be used against him. Yep. As the quarterback of that at, defense and, and where he played, yeah, it's going to go against him. And it's not fair, but I think if he comes back, he has a kind of a chance to right that wrong. If he goes into the draft this year, I don't know if he gets drafted because it's, like I said, fair or unfair. That's going to get held against him. So I could see a lot of the guys coming back, bringing this thing together, adding the new pieces that they got out of the transfer portal. Should make Michigan State uh, a team to compete for the Big Ten East. It'll probably still be Ohio State's to 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 lose, kind of the way they lost it this year. Yep. But if you're t- but if you're Tucker, I, I think that you're and you're going to find out early because you get to go on the road to Washington. But Washington has a new coach. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. is their quarterback, so you've seen him before. You get to play Ohio State early in the year, so that's kind of a measuring stick game to see where you're at. And if you somehow can win your games early, you finish off on the back end of the Big Ten probably with a much easier schedule playing a lot of the bottom-feeding teams. So the the blueprint is out there to see what Tucker can do in year three. But to take the jump from 2-5 and five to 11-2, and two, and one year screams volumes over what you got in the coach. They did they, their mantra was keep chopping, and my God, they did just that. Even when the game didn't look like it was gonna happen in their favor, they never stopped doing what they were doing. They kept chopping. They knocked down that tree, and uh, eleven and two Peach Bowl champions, Evan. Not too shabby. Yeah, I would have never guessed it at the start of the year, and you know it's been fun this football season, and there's still one more game to get played tonight, and. See what happens, and I guess my only question for you is: Do you have any update on that on that player from Michigan that may be in Florida, may not be in Florida? No, he made it. He made it last night. Like it's Michigan possible there with him, huh? He he is. Yeah, he was on the wing of the plane. He wasn't in the plane. He was on the wing of the plane. That's That's how tough he was. That's what it sounds like, man. Yeah, can't wait. Daxon Hill is in Florida, so yeah, he'll he'll be playing for Michigan now. How much I don't know. Because if he was if he was really sick, you know you're playing, but you know it it takes a little bit of your win from you. So it's going to be a big game for them. We'll see what happens. It's college football playoffs, New Year's Eve. I think it's a dumb idea to play the college football playoffs on New Year's Eve. But hey, I don't write that, so it's not up to me. But uh, yeah, we'll have something for their game later on. But this is the Michigan State one. Michigan State wins the Peach Bowl, comeback fashion, 21 points. 
Cal Halliday with a pick six. And yes, I know Cal Halliday, and he even admitted probably should have got the pick and went down, took a knee, and ended the game. But you know what? Screw it. And he said he saw nobody in front of him. He saw nothing but the end zone. He knew he would be in trouble, so he had better score, and he did. Oh, and also, I had no problems with that. <laughs> How about the kick formation right after that? That pit just let State go and recover it. <laughs> like, right. Talk about a defeated team. Right. They're sitting up there like, okay, okay, how are we going to get the pitch back and forth thing? And we, what are we going to do? Run a reverse? And they forgot the most important thing. Guys, you need the ball. <laughs> I saw that. Ooh. I'm like, you just don't see that very often from a pooch kick like that where you know what they're doing. They're not going to let you go all the way back and return it like that. <laughs> you see right. that? Oh, man, it was funny. Right, so it was like they were trying to do everything, and they forgot the most important thing. Oh, we got to get the ball first. Okay, we 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 now have no shot. But then they were ten points down with a quarterback who really couldn't move the ball, even though they had the best wide receiver in college football on the other side. Because that was a little frustrating late in the game. I'm thinking to myself, like Michigan State, what are you doing? Jordan Addison is their entire team number three. Double team him. Let somebody else beat you, and they drop back into a zone. So frustrating. But Cal Halliday got the pick, and, uh, yeah, the rest was history. I think every state fan breathed a gigantic sigh of relief with that pick six. But, man, got to give it up to Mel Tucker. He said he drugged them into the deep end like he did a lot of other teams. He, so far, has lived up to that contract. That game showed a lot of patience. They showed it. They they could do whatever it takes to win. And yeah, MSU, the only team this year to knock off not one but two conference champions in Pittsburgh and in the University of Michigan in one season. Mm-hmm. So, what a year! All right, any questions, Evan? No, that was it. The, it was the the one about that player. And I mean, also, I I guess I do have one. I, I'm just looking right now. Did you see the pit players fighting on the sideline? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. I saw the guy in the stands look like he wanted to fight. Oh my fan. goodness. When that yeah, with a pit fan. And then the, the camera turned No, no, I'm like, no, no, put the camera back over there. What just happened? I tagged yeah. you in it, so go to Rico's Twitter. I'm sure he'll he'll retweet it. But yeah, you have to see I mean, they're straight up like throwing punches on the sidelines. I can't believe ESPN didn't show this. Oh wow. No, I I did not see that. Yeah, I tagged you. So you'll see it, but what a year, Rico. What a year. And I'll see you next what year. What a year. Yeah, man. And, and you know, <clears throat> I got a feeling I don't think we're going to get a lot of beef this year if I say that Michigan basketball can't beat Gonzaga. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Did you see what UCF did after their win last night? No. They said, hell yes. H-A-I-L. <laughs> well, <clears throat> You want to talk about being born on third base. Maybe that was that basketball team last year. Mm -hmm. We'll hit (laughs) that later. That's a good call. All right. We'll get to that later. Evan, (laughs) happy new year to you, you, my friend. And uh, thanks for listening to the Instant Reaction Peach Bowl edition of the Five Star Zone.